we're at Coastal Carolina University. It's a busy, busy day in the sports world. Coaching moves, uh, player moves, both on the collegiate level, I should say the professional collegiate level and the professional professional. Uh-huh. Make the, am I wrong? Mr. Hogue, am I wrong? <laughs> You're dealing with uh, professionals. New model. New model. Do you new like model. the new model? Uh, I mean, personally, there's some challenges. Um, you know, just generationally what you love about college athletics, you know, has changed uh, tremendously. But, you know, this is an ever-evolving business, so you've got to be prepared to adapt and adjust. You know, that's that's the key. Um, but ultimately, we, you know, we're all in the business to do the best that we can for our student-athletes and you know, they have the, the ability to go and, and take advantage of their popularity and their name, image, and likeness, and they're doing that. So I think ultimately the goal was accomplished, but obviously there's still things that, that I feel like need to be reeled in. We've got to get some kind of uh, standardization to how it works. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think most folks in our business would tell you that to some degree or another. Back to your new football coach, Joe Moglio was telling us the one thing he made sure as he was looking at different people was, do they understand what you guys are doing here at Coastal Carolina? What impressed you most about Tim Beck? Well, I think he did, he understood that, uh, Chris, uh, for sure. Uh, he's very aware of not only the system that we were running, the success that we've had, uh, but very aware of the, of the coaches that we have here. So I think one of his first goals is to sit down and you know try to try to win maybe some of those coaches. You know, we we know what happens this time of year. Staffs change over and they follow the guys that have moved on to other jobs. But um, you know, he he's not going to take that as a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. So I think that that will be as much of a a discussion point as what happens with sitting down with the players. He had his first team meeting today um, and and started laying down you know what he wants to get accomplished and 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 sell you know those guys that hey be committed uh to coastal i think uh the the other part of that is uh you know we have had an incredibly successful program we've had it really throughout the entire 20 years that we've celebrated our 20th season this year um you know we we have a winning percentage over those 20 years of almost 66 percent yeah that's hard to do uh and and Today in college football, we're approaching 250 games. Hard to believe it's flown by that quickly. So there is a legacy. There's a tradition that has to be, uh, you know, lived up to. And, and I think he gets that. He understands. He's got seasoning. He's been around. This is not somebody that, you know, just broke into coaching a few years ago or has been on a couple of teams that had nice years. I mean, he's been in the grind for some time. And the other part that I think really will he brings to the table is – you know, and this is part of the reason we wanted to move as quickly as possible because we all knew that the portal was opening today. That's you know that window now is kind of forcing the hand a little quicker mm-hmm. than it did before. Uh, the signing date right on top of that, December twenty first. So his uh, his ability and his connections from a recruiting standpoint, um, you know, having quite frankly a high degree of credibility when you have to start thinking through you know what might be available in the transfer uh, market, so to speak. Um, he he brings that ready-made. So I think all those ingredients is, is what made him the ideal candidate to, to be our fourth coach. Phil asked you about possible changes and help from the NCAA, as you referenced, with regards to name, image, and likeness. And maybe we can't change the transfer portal and its date, but would it be helpful to maybe move to a summer signing period to go along with the spring signing period as opposed to one in the, in early December to kind of force coaches' hands. Yeah, and, that, and that's been on the legislative table, you know, many times. And I, I, I would personally not have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I, I think you, you want to try to get that locked down as soon as possible because this is a very tough time of year, not just – 
because of what the calendar is and how you're trying to work through your commitments. But, you know, institutions have different schedules this time of year. You know, being able to do a lot of the legwork you have to do behind the scenes uh, can be maybe a little more difficult, you know, and every school has different challenges from that standpoint. So if you can get folks locked in a little sooner, we, we all know that the summer environment is ultimately where a lot of evaluation is mm, happening. Right. That, that's, that's where the real, uh, you know, rubber hits the road and, and, the the deal not I shouldn't say deals but that's you know that's that's kind of what's happening now uh, that's where the decisions are being made that's where athletes are choosing where they're going to go let's take out that three or four months of you know guesswork and 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 lock it in at that time what do you expect offensively from Coach Beck we know what Coastal did so successfully especially the last few years under Chadwell of course you had a very special quarterback mm-hmm. any insight from you on his future with the program, McCall, and then what? What kind of offense are you expecting? I mean, we certainly uh, Grayson is one of those you know transformational players. He he's got options in front of him for a pro career. We know that. Um, you know, that's something that I think uh, I can't speak for him, but I, I feel that first and foremost he's going to evaluate that. Uh, but I, I think one thing we've learned in the last year or so, uh, you know, Grayson is somebody that loves Coastal Carolina. You know, he has a tremendous affinity for this school. Uh, I think he made that very clear in some of his colorful remarks <laughs> in the past year. Um, you know, he and even in in you know you talk about NIL, even with the way he's connected with the you know the deal at Darlington. I mean, he's very much become ingrained in our culture here. So, you know, I, I certainly hope that that will weigh heavily on on any you know op- opportunities that may come his way. But I think first and foremost, he's got to weigh what does the future look like for him outside of college football because he's he's one of those individuals that has that opportunity, and I'm sure he will do that. But from a from a scheme standpoint, Phil, I, I think you know a lot of folks have watched uh, Tim's offenses. Uh, they've watched NC State. They've watched Ohio State. Um, you're you're going to see probably an amalgamation of a lot of things. I would not necessarily rule out based on the talent that we have and the way our team plays that you may not see some of the. Uh, you know, the DNA of what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. I, I think, as he said in his press conference today, you, you, you have to have good players and you've got to play to their strengths. And I think any good coach does that, and I, I think we'll see that uh, see that as well. But let's, you know, let, let's be very candid. In today's game, you better have a trigger trigger man that can make it happen. Sure. And, and that's really where it all starts. And we've got what we feel like is one of the nation's premier coaches that has – you know, tutored quarterbacks. Uh, and, and what he did this year at NC State was short of, you know, extraordinary to guide them to the record they have, an upset over North Carolina uh, with play, really four guys, and all of which had different skill sets. So I, I think that speaks volumes for his uh, capability. One last thing. I mean, people around the state might be wondering, you're the athletics director, but Joe Moglia oversees the kind of kind of oversees the football operation, having been the former coach here. And some people might wonder how does that work well for a guy who's an AD and ADs are the guys who usually handle football how do you personally accept that handle that in your role the, the relationship between you and and Joe it must be exceptional well it is and um, and has been for eight years a tremendous learning uh, lab for me yeah you know there, there's not a lot of folks that would have an opportunity to be that tied in and close to and and have a, a friendship with someone who's achieved what he has in the business world. <laughs> yeah. You know, that mm-hmm. you, you can't go get a degree at a business school or an MBA that's as good as that. So, you know, first and foremost, that's an incredible opportunity. But number two, 
Um, you know, my focus in over 25 years here has always been service to, to this institution. That's the way the institution wanted to draw up the structure. So it's never been really an issue. I mean, we've been able to work incredibly well together through that. And, you know, through this whole process, again, it, it started way before now. And there's been plenty of times where he and I have communicated, all right, show me your list. Let's talk through this. Let's bounce ideas. Um, you know, there's names I would, would drop in. So once you get to this stage, we're, we're 100% uh, in sync, and I trust him, uh, you know, tremendously with the, the way forward. As an outsider, I mean, I have to be impressed. Yeah, no question. I have to be impressed with the way you guys handled it. And listening to Joe today talk to us, and, the, you know, he kind of scoffed, if I can use a word for him, he kind of scoffed at the other at bigger schools who hire – search firms to help go find these guys. He says it's about relationships. And truly, it is about mm-hmm. relationships. And he had this relationship with Beck going back to their days at Nebraska. He kept that alive, knowing that he just kept hitting. And this is, this is where he applies his business acumen. It's about being prepared right. for the next step. Not knowing when the next step is going to come, but when it comes, you're ready. You guys were ready. We, we were ready, and, and that's the way we, we approach all of our scenarios here. Uh, you know, if you, you can go back to the spring when, you know, we were fortunate to hire uh, Coach Pedersen to be our women's basketball coach. It was the same thing. There was no search firm. You know, we, we didn't go through that. Uh, and, you know, obviously Joe's feelings on that are very clear, but mine are very clear too. I'm in a position where my job is to evaluate coaches. My job is to go out and take the time. Joe mentioned watching film today, but whatever activity it is, mm-hmm. You know, and being an old sportscaster, right, mm-hmm. you know, I tend to enjoy that a little more. Dive into the minutia of what makes a coach work or not work. You know, I think, I think we are in kind of that second-by-second second social media world now, and we get caught up in the rush. And I think you have to be very careful. That, all that's great. You know, the fanfare is important. But you, you have to be deliberate and you have to be, I think, you know, very judicious at how you go about those decisions because they're incredibly impactful decisions for a long time. And if, if you don't have all your, your eggs into the, into the process, uh, you're, you're, you may not get the maximum out of what you're trying to do. Have you got a short list for your next basketball play-by-play announcer slash sideline <laughs> football announcer? You got a little short list ready? A really small list. Huh? Are you, is that is that you ready for it's that? A, it's a game-by-game evaluation. I'll I'll be listening tomorrow night. Speaking of which, sooner or later, I'm sure you guys certainly hope that it's tomorrow night with Cliff Ellis about to hit 900 career victories. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what what a career! Uh, you know, this guy's been doing it for close to 50 years. Uh, it's it's really and I, you know, I want to say tonight because we, you know, we we really want to see Cliff be recognized by the National College Basketball Hall of Fame. I think the time has come that he needs to be in that organization. When you look at a lot of the coaches that are in it, uh, you know, in the heart of basketball country in Kansas City, um, you know, start that campaign tonight because what what he's been able to do at multiple schools is right up there with you know the legends of the game. Uh, 900 wins, mm. any way they come, <laughs> close games, big wins, the opponent, it's 900 college basketball wins. That yeah. just You don't just roll the ball out and, and make that happen, um, you know, especially today with the, with the, the challenges that you face uh, with your team really kind of changing over in so many ways. And, 
you know, to, to be off to a solid start this year. I mean, Chris knows he follows our team very closely, calling the games. We lost our entire backcourt, which was a very solid backcourt last year in the transfer portal. And, you know, and we've brought some, some nice players in. But, that you know, the chemistry and the way you, you build a team now is just – it's so much more difficult. So, you know, hats off to Coach. We, we certainly hope that he can, uh, can notch that 900th victory tomorrow. We thank you so much for spending time with Absolutely. us. I know it's been a long day when you have to go through a coaching – well, a relatively short coaching process, but it is a process in and of itself. But we thank you, as always, for the time. We, this gives you a chance to put the old headset right. back on. and. <laughs> Go back to the days when, you know, you, you come down a couple of notches to our level. So we thank well, you very much. You know, next week, Phil, I mean, if you need a day off, ah. I'll be happy to. I, I am know. more than happy to turn the. I'll, I'll, I'll but you know in. what? You'll have to knock off Mr. Bergen. Not First of all, you know. Matt's welcome anytime. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you ought to invite him over Saturday to help out with the uh, North South game. Hey, come on over. We'll, we'll be here. Well, you know, he saved my butt a few years ago when we were doing it here at Coastal. Remember the year we played it at Coastal? Mm-hmm. And I use. Thanks to, thanks to Joe Cashin and the good folks at Coastal, I borrowed the sideline that you use, the sideline <laughs> yeah. equipment. I couldn't figure out how to make it work. <laughs> and Matt goes walking by in the background, and I go, there's somebody right there who I know how I know knows how this works. You know, I don't remember that ever coming back, that equipment being returned. <laughs> to Is that on eBay? <laughs> my grandkids. It's my, my grandkids are playing with them. Gotcha. Thank you very much, Appreciate my friend. Yeah, Matt. guys. Appreciate it. All right. Matt Hogue, the AD here at Coastal Carolina. It's a big day for Coastal Carolina, welcoming Tim back in as their fourth head football coach.